there's this phenomenon uh, in movie making that you will probably know more about than I will, but I think it is called temp track love. Uh, it's this idea that a director falls in love with the temp track that's used when filming a particular uh, particular sequence in a movie. And then they actually don't like the score that is provided in the final film because they like the temp track better. Yes. You know about, you know about this, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I think there is... It is the reason, by the way, that Dirty Dancing was initially going to be a disaster. Oh, interesting. The soundtrack for Dirty Dancing was as we know it. Yeah. And then they're like, we can't afford this soundtrack. (laughs) And so then um, they went off and they like put what they could afford in it. And they were like, this movie is awful. They're dancing to this garbage. And um, and so they made the heads of the studio watch. And they did not have time of their lives then. Is that they did not. Saying? No, they didn't have any of that stuff. They, like, it was all different songs. <laughs> and so they made them watch both versions. And then the studio heads are like, fine, I guess we'll double the budget so we can afford these songs. <laughs> so this movie has a chance. Uh, okay. So I think there is a version of this that happens with fans and their theories in between each episode absolutely the the star wars fans and their theories and how (laughs) married they get to their theories is ridiculous you know what and it's the exact same people doing the exact same thing when they meet a girl and they're like i'm gonna marry her you're like you don't even have her number yet and then when she's like (laughs) oh i'm not interested and they freak all the way out (laughs) i know it's the same exact people i'm talking about but it's the same behavior Yeah. So I figured you might appreciate this observation, given one of your tweets uh, earlier this week about uh, which part are you most excited about for the Mandalorian finale? And the the what I chose was the end of fan theories. Uh, You know, I don't like doing fan theories on the show because I don't like them at all. I don't (laughs) like I hate an ESPN when they're like this wide receiver is going to leave the team. Which team is he going to be the best with? Shut up and just tell me when he signs. Yeah. Just do the news. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had asked recently about because that, you know, I don't know, because they they love our banter and they're like, why don't you guys prognosticate about things? And, and I'm like, because it's not like the nerd version of Mad Money. Like, you know, like we're we're not going to score whether or not we were right or wrong later. So it's not really like. Purposeful. And we're both stats people, so we'd want a ticker for how many we got right or wrong, what our batting average <laughs> you is. You better believe we would. <laughs> You're like, is that a double? Like, that's the problem. <laughs> that Judges? counts. That counts. You're like, it doesn't count. Andy. That's not what happened. I said. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like, that's not at all what we want. That's not what I want the show to be about. If they want to prognosticate, which I don't yeah. know that word, so if, they, if I'm using it yeah. right, great. Um, <laughs> If they want to do that, you know, there's a cave on Mandalore. You can yell all of your theories into that no one else has to hear. It will bounce right back at you and you can love it. Yeah. But we well, are just stenographers. That's a word. Um, yeah. Just telling you what happened. <laughs> yeah. Just telling you what happened on the thing. Nerds blaming what happened, not what we think's gonna happen. Yeah. We just want you to be able to talk to the nerd guy at work and catch up. Totally. An astute listener in response to this did say, didn't your whole podcast start out with you guys fighting about whether or not Cobb Vanth would have any uh, any weight in the series? <laughs> and I was like, well, that's probably why we don't make predictions anymore. 
Uh, <laughs> well, no, I'll defend that. Because when we were watching that episode, I was like, this is a total waste unless he comes back again. Yeah. It really is like watching the first three quarters of a game and like the running game's not happening. And you're like, yeah. this is really only going to work if the defense lets up a little. Yeah. You know, like they better. Um, that's all it was. We weren't like, yeah. in the future, the defense is going to like, like, I don't care that Cobb <laughs> Vance came back. I'm just happy he did to vindicate that episode. Well, I, I was moderately emotionally attached to the idea that he was going to play uh, some sort of significant role uh, in in the Mandalorian. Uh, and, and, you know, he did play a role. It was just happened to be in uh, a chapter in the book of Boba Fett. But uh, but yeah, so anyway, one thing to start out with is just the nice thing is we now have a complete season that you can feel however you want to feel about. Yeah. That's absolutely true. I cannot defend <laughs> any of that. There's, hey, whatever your fan theory is about them closing the door on season three. All right, Andy, are you ready? I am. All right. Is this the way? Chapter 24, The Return, directed by Rick Famuiwa. That's the big thing yeah. we did this season is we learned his name. <laughs> Yeah, we did. And I like I feel like practicing Pamuiwa over and over has made me moderately better at enunciation as a whole. So Wow, good for you. Yeah. I feel like it gives me a whole new name to drop in conversations when people are like, So what do you think of Mandalorian? When they just ask like, me blankly, I'd be like, I think Rick Famuiwa really stepped up now that he's in the executive producing role. And they're like, oh no. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All that I just action. wanted to say the baby was cute. That's it. <laughs> yeah. We get the we get him, he gets to complete this season. We get the the compliment to the spies. And uh yeah. Which I am anti-spy now. <laughs> no, we'll get to we'll get to that later. Okay, so the episode starts with Bo Katan and the Mandalorians, yeah. and they're trying to reach Axe Wolves to be like, hey, things are going on down here. We haven't been able to reach you the last episode. Totally. New Where shit has at? come what to light. Doing? Exactly. Andy, we're trying to be a PC uh a oh, PG yeah, show. Sorry. New stuff. <laughs> And uh, and then we also get we go straight from that to like them asking. We see him in the ship. He's now responding. So we know yeah. help is now on the way because we've reached that all is lost moment in chapter 23. That's just storytelling, you know, like the yeah. hero's journey. And now we got Din Djarin. Well, and we got a we got a ruse. Uh uh they've uh, Bo and, and Axe have kicked have have put together a ruse that they're going to use the know, capital ship as a decoy so yeah. that i think is that completes our little bit there and then we cut to i know prisoner. so we're like so axe isn't a spy yeah check check cool as we go through the whole list spoiler yeah nobody becomes a spy <laughs> and then we get din Djarin, and we're like huh he's walking a lot like the guy in last of us and pulls a complete last of us and attacks the guards that have him and and shackles. Yeah. yeah. A good hallway fight. Good we hallway like good, fight. We got like a good hallway fight, right? <laughs> hey, 
I'll tell you, if you ever walk behind me in a hallway, we're fighting, you know, like, <laughs> especially if there's three of you, one of me, we're going. Yeah. doesn't matter if your hands are bound and your feet are bound. You'll no. find a way to steal their Viber blade and you'll just go to town. And maybe a little IG-12 will show up, you know, my little yeah, buddy and IG-12 will show up and be like, no. Yeah. Save so I day. paused when they showed the, the cut. You know, so we mm-hmm. cut to a different hallway. So it's like, okay, we're in different hallways. I'm taking notes. Uh, I had that moment of, do I need to go back and back up to see the Mandalorians just ran through a hallway and I didn't see or hear the IG-12 bomb, 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 like going through. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, where is Grogu? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'll watch it all the way through. And then I didn't need to go back because I find out That's right. here's where Grogu is. That's right. He was waiting around the corner of the other hallway. Totally. <laughs> Save the day. And then, boom, title cards. Yeah. Andy's favorite. <laughs> bum I like that. <laughs> Words. <laughs> Words and a number. <laughs> exactly. Title cards go away. Now we got Mandalorians in the sky. They fly yeah. now, Andy. And they actually, they've always flown. Uh, <laughs> Great shots. Absolutely great shots. Yeah. I had no idea this is what we were heading towards when we started this show three seasons ago. But how happy am I to be here? And so it looks like the cartoon. In fact, like it's almost like in the 90s when you're like, these graphics are so real. Like that's kind of what it felt like with the cartoon now coming to light with those. Um, I don't, what are the, is there a specific name for the troopers that they have now? The in between First Order and Stormtrooper flying troopers yeah i mean like i think people people are positing that they're a version of the imperial commandos or imperial super commandos i've been hearing that i've been hearing super imperial commandos but i'm like yeah i haven't heard an official name i have not heard an official name uh i don't know if you saw i took to twitter and was uh bugging alex from star wars explained because they've got um they've got insignias on their arms and they don't like i haven't been able to figure out what the insignia is yet so these are the um, kind of things that the action figures tell us in four months totally or the visual guide right uh yeah exactly or maybe um there's a bts probably next week right yeah there there may be maybe next week or maybe maybe a gallery i mean i'm looking forward to it we'll see um but that's the kind of answers we get there is their official names but yeah those guys we recognize that showed up in the last episode are fighting the mandalorians in the sky how fun how exciting uh very top gun maverick it is Top Gun <laughs> Did you notice the score got a little Top Gunny? I I noticed that it was a little more like '80s action movie. I guess maybe that is is that yeah, like... where it's like a bell that just sort of rings for a long time, and like mm-hmm. I was waiting for the Top Gun anthem to start. Like it was really bordering on it. It was it was teasing me, is what it was doing, Andy. Totally. Well, but I mean, I think that's like where we're at now, right? We're in this yeah. like teasing kind of like, hey, you know, like we're going to we're going to point you in the direction of of where we're heading with this. And what we're going to do is basically an absolute ton of uh, action. Yeah, we oh, are at absolutely. that point. So much action. Yeah, we are at the point of every action thing. And so now that there's all this action of people in the sky, they're like, let's add some bombers, you know, so we see that they're dangling like bats. Yeah. And they take off in a very cool way. Very exciting. Very fun. Apparently, that is uh, that is something that I think it's Joe Johnston um, from ILM had had used them as like as the dangling bats for their wings as inspiration for it. And so 
that like the way they're positioned actually is kind of a call out to uh to the their their origin from their like artistic drawing and, and sketches so i think that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty neat i like it and then we get din like oh man i need help for my r5 droid <laughs> r5 well, where well, are you well there is a What's there that? is a plot point there is a plot point where uh there's a and this is i i feel like this is moderately helpful for us to call out here because it is it explains a little bit of what happens later in the uh in the episode which is uh he gets grogu or uh's buy-in on the fact that we're gonna go we gotta like we gotta take out gideon if we're ever yeah. gonna like live a real life like where we're not gonna be running around looking over our shoulders now wasn't that later i thought that was after the hallway no that was uh that was that was when they that was when they were like heading out and then he makes the call to r5 so it was oh, like okay. it so was I, like it was like are you in- later yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like, like we're are not you gonna run in? forever. We gotta yeah. turn around and destroy the beast that is Moff Gideon. Yeah. Or, or I took bad notes, but um, but I feel like that was the like, okay, we need like we need uh, help to get you know to find Gideon. Like, but there was like this moment of like, I want your buy-in, fifty-year-old uh, child, uh, and Grogu was like, yes, yeah, exactly. He just gives his little Grogu thumbs up. Goes, you got it, dude. Yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, he watches Full House. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, okay, we need an R five droid over here. And the R five is like hiding behind a rock, suspiciously close though. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, hey, you guys didn't need me, did you? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, perfect. I my contract said I was in this episode. I just didn't see me on the call sheet. And they're like, yeah, just just come on in. He's like, I, I brought my jetpacks, and he jets on in. Like uh, like R two did in Phantom yeah. Menace, where we yes. were all like, "Wait, R two had jetpacks," and now we're all like, "Wait, R five has jetpacks?" Yeah, and they're I, I mean, they're functional. Like that's the other part too, right? Whenever we talk about R five, it's like that is there and they're functional, right? Like yeah. So I have a joke in my act um, that's like sandals are a shoe for when you're in a hurry to get out of the house, but in no hurry once you leave the house, right? And I feel like that's what a bad motivator with jetpacks is like, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's 100% like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, allow so he's me, like, <laughs> allow me to, to, to mosey over here in this one direction. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I might need to go somewhere speedy, but also my motivator is not the best. So, well, I, I won't show you until 40 it, it years be- later. Totally. Maybe this is just a testament to the good work that Pelimoto does, right? So, uh, so there you go. <laughs> I would love to know. <laughs> which also at that point we get a little hint of Mousedroid, which yeah. has shown up since uh, the very first movie. Yeah, I well, love the Mousedroids. We get a mouse. There was a there was um there was a Mousedroid in Andor. Uh, it was actually kind of a funny funny scene in Andor where. Um, where he moves out of the mouse droid's way, like, like it was one of those moments of like you know usually the mouse droid has to move around other people, um, but uh, so they're like wa- you know like walking and going and um, but yeah, the so Andrew like, Tate of the the mouse droid, oh the alpha mouse droid. I don't know, maybe I don't know, but uh, maybe you know maybe that's a sign that the mouse droid was uh, was a spy, but um, but yeah we we get this we get mouse droids they're like you know like this you know kind of of I always look for mouse droids I guess maybe that's a sign that you know it's 
that's a boat where we are uniquely looking for droids in the background. But yeah, I, I like do. I I love a good mouse droid, and yeah, I like that this one shows up and then walks back slowly. Very it, funny. Well, it <laughs> it shows up and it's like making the same noise as New Hope, right? That yeah. And uh, you know, I I love that it's like. <laughs> <laughs> we only have like you know you know it's a mouse droid because it makes you've got so, mouse droid. I love that. yeah totally <laughs> and then he's uh r5 gets his little astromech arm out yeah to do his little pickpocketing i love that yeah i was really loving like how a new hope this yeah. sequence is and i was like good Love it. And our five droid using the door like our two did. Yeah. Mouse droid watching them. You know, we got Dan on the other side, like, just release one gate at a time. I'll let you know. Which reminded me at the end of Mega Man 2 and you have to defeat all the bosses you've already defeated, but just one say, at a time. This is such a video game thing, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's in there in the hallway in Contra, you know? Like, it's just, just one at a time. Give me two, three guys. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely one of those things where uh where the like, mini boss hallway. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mini boss hallway. These are the kind of things too in like EverQuest where you when I was a puller in EverQuest, and so your goal was to only bring back, you know, one or two uh one or two mobs. And if you brought back too many at once, then you knew that you were gonna wipe out your whole crew. So, you know, we got R5, he's basically like shutting them off and and staging everything. I think these are ray shields. Uh, I have not gotten confirmation, but these, the you know, like people are calling out that they're the, the it's the same sort of energy shield that we see in um, at Naboo and and Phantom Menace. But I think these are ray shields. We usually see these in uh, Imperial, um, Imperial cells. Yes, uh, yeah, Star not, Wars fans out there. Yeah, yeah, not R E Y. Um, but the uh, yeah, so we're not trying to prevent Daisy Ridley from entering this this <laughs> particular segment. Yeah, it's like they use it in Star Wars Celebration to just keep her away from the other cast members. No, 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 Ray. You're allegedly, over there. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> now something does happen when they get to like the second or third boss that I have yes. a question about Andy. Yeah. He takes he starts to pick up their weapons, very video gaming, like, oh, yes. This one's got a shield. I want yeah, you got to loot. You got to loot the corpses, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's also like you got Beskar armor. Yeah. And I was like the whole time using the shield. I'm like, isn't this one really should be flexing the Beskar? You know, like we've really made it a point to be like blasters don't do much on this Beskar. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the, to me, it's a matter of um, like he seems to be doing it like the uh, so if we're going to go back to video games. Uh, tanks will will bash um, with a shield, and so mm-hmm. I I me thinking about it in video game terms, I'm thinking, oh, he's using this as a way to bash to try okay. to bash, um, and so that would be like you know, but again, you're right, he's got he's got the best car armor. Now, one thing in his defense, and this is obviously something they don't realize, but he does as a someone who's trained to fight people who are wearing the same style armor as him he has joints that are that are exposed and so you can mm-hmm. see him like shooting their feet and like shooting, oh yeah he's definitely you know, shooting around their armor and i know yeah. like he's afraid of that and, that and so the, the shield with. yeah but the shield now gives him more coverage over his joints from that perspective mm-hmm. so for those keeping score at home i do accept the answer tanks will bash for many yes. questions <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll be like, so why is that drink 35 cents more expensive than that drink? And they're like, because tanks will bash. I'll be like, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I like a little bashy drink. Yeah. And so, at this point, the mouse droids have developed their own fellowship. And now we got like four mouse droids <laughs> that are all prepared to stop R5. Oh, because I mean, because there was a mouse droid that showed up and he zapped him a little bit. He's like, well, I'm going to get my friends. Yeah. And now he brought his friends. And I really like this because, you know, there's like the, hey, yeah. ready for the next race shield. And he's like, oh, I'm kind of fighting off four mouse droids. And yeah. then he opens it up. He gets into his fight. And then R5 gets his little release with another little zap of the jet packs. Did you notice one of the mouse droids fell off into oblivion? Yeah, I did. It like, <laughs> well, and the, the and I feel like they set it up for us too because we got you know the we got the perspective or the POV of our mm-hmm. five over the edge there at the very beginning when he lands, he kind of like looks over like whoa. So we yeah, get exactly. a little bit of, of that, you know, like oh, this is you know definitely very not much... an OSHA landing here. Yeah, it was um, boop 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 boop. <laughs> you know, like just a, a bottomless pit. It's gone. Yeah. And I Warranty, love the you, not good. you and what army, right? Like, uh, you know, like, uh, <laughs> so, you know, like peace, you know, like buzz off buddy. Uh, and then we get, you know, a whole, uh, a whole crew, a whole patrol of mouse droids. So, yeah. Wonderful. I, I loved it. Like, I know that early on, uh, I think, uh, in the heavy spoilers that I don't think he particularly liked this. It was a little too campy. Uh, I do think that, that whole sequence, the R5 sequence, is a reminder of the, the overall range of viewership, right? And, I think and, that that droid's showing his acting range. And I think he's yeah. trying to get other roles and other things. <laughs> totally. <laughs> he's like, with this new rebuffed motivator, I got headshots. Yeah. I'm in a show. Yeah, these know? are yeah, these are all like, like that guild card, man. He's gonna keep that guild card for a while. So yeah, I don't know if you guys need droids and any of the other Star Wars shows <laughs> coming up, but I can make all the noises you need me to make. So at that point now we're in the room with all the cloning tanks. Yes. We're in and the now we room. can I mean, not to everyone. I'm sure Moff Gideon's like this is the attractive room, you know, like no. <laughs> But we can finally actually get a clear shot of what's in the tanks. Yes, we can. Yeah. Guess what? It's not Snoke. It's not Snoke. It's extras. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, just (laughs) tons of Moff Gideons. Just one Moff Gideon after the next. It's like, it's almost like these are different Moff Gideon for every scene. They're just all reading their lines for their different things. (laughs) Doesn't that uh, sound like an FX show? Sons of Moff Gideons? Sons of Moff Gideons? I would watch Sons of Moff Gideons. (laughs) You know, I watched House of Cosby's, which is an internet deep cut. (laughs) It was before the thing. It was before the thing. It it was a a sitcom about five Bill Cosby's all in one house that was animated. (laughs) And it was before all the things. So it was meant to be wholesome. It was about how dreadfully wholesome it really is. So anyways... (laughs) So yeah, sons of Moff Gideon. We've got the sons of Moff Gideons, and of course we know because we've been being told one piece of the puzzle at a time. This is not just Moff Gideon that we know. This is Moff Gideon trying to clone himself, but for sensitive. Yeah, these are super Moff Gideons. Yeah, this is like Star Killer from The Force Unleashed. Yeah, anyone who's gone to any cheap or expensive Chinese restaurant, nothing in the middle. 
knows you don't tap on the glass, you know? No, you don't but tap on the glass. <laughs> IJ12 doesn't know this. And he's yeah. like just staring at the glass, you know? And like, and then boom, Johnny Quest <laughs> moment, eyes open up, things not asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And I thought that he was just going to start blasting that one tank. Uh, yeah. that Grogu was going to. Totally. But then it was like, no, too. check this out. I got the controls that just blast them all internally somehow, uh, which I thanks bash. I accept that as an answer. <laughs> and then like, let's get out of the room. And you didn't Glass have to shatters. push a red button like that. Nope. You know, if, if we were going to have a callback. Uh, yeah, there was no Christopher Lloyd button to, to save the day in this. I don't know if you saw the like the hundred million dollar fish tank that was like in Tokyo and like a hotel. The cracked and then it just exploded everywhere it was like that andy yeah. except moff gideon's all over the floor <laughs> totally super moff all gideon's the, just drying the... out <laughs> yeah which also i don't know what point we were in their cloning so i was like oh no are we gonna come back with like eight naked moff gideon's yeah that, that was actually i was i was curious what was gonna happen uh and and the the at least the the tubes don't open we just get yeah. like they just dump all their their back to cloning juice whatever the heck it is yeah whatever uh, that only pershing knows really only only pershing knows i look forward to finding out in uh, one of the star wars guides uh one of the visual guides <laughs> i look forward to buying a cup of it at star wars celebration <laughs> or galaxy's edge like, oh, I'll take a bottle of back to water. Like, oh, would you like that four sensitive for an extra 35 cents? I'll do it. I will. <laughs> and so then we get to a point, Andy, where I think there's a reference now that I don't think anyone else has caught. I'm now questioning myself because I thought it was going to be everywhere. And so Moff Gideon is knowing all of this is happening and he's yeah. talking and he goes, no, leave him to me. Isn't that a direct quote from Darth Vader? Um, yes. I yeah. think it is, right? Yeah, I thought that was a direct Darth Vader quote when Ben Kenobi got on the Death Star. Yes, it is. And so, like, Moff Gideon just directly quotes Darth Vader. Yeah. And I was like, sweet. Yeah. Nice. No, I thought it, I, I, I did not catch that, but you, I think you are right. Because, they, you know, basically we get the... We get that, uh, gosh, yeah. That I mean, I'm, I'm surprised nobody else caught that. Excellent yeah. catch, my friend. I was like, that was that was my big catch, guys. The whole season. Thank you. You're good like, night. Boom. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mark me down for four home runs. Okay, and so well, most of the things I catch, everyone else also catches. You know, yeah. and then you're like, oh no, every now and then, a light shines on little Aaron. The whole so, reason we do it, right? Is that one that's why moment. we do this? That's why we do this. <laughs> this is the promo for the episode now. Um, <laughs> not true. I also right. always try to not do any spoilers for the promo. Um, and so now we're with the the pirates, and we're with the night owls, and all the Mandalorians yeah. are all together, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the cave we hang out in and kind of hide in, but also get sunlight, and it's yeah. very green and beautiful." And they're it's like, where "We grow hey, our weed." Yeah, exactly. What are you guys doing here? You know, like, and they're like, oh, yes, we have created this garden of all the things from all the plants of Mandalore that used to live here. 
And they're like, wait, yeah. we can regrow. We can rebuild. Yeah. And it's the Wally moment, right? Basically, the, you know, Wally yeah. finds the little sproutling. And this is mm-hmm. like the Wally moment times a thousand. Yeah. Not even Jeff Garland can stop these Mandalorians from replanting the planet. No. And as then- much as Jeff Garland tries. And we, we are on spy watch, right? So we've already mm-hmm. eliminated Axe Wolves as as the second spy. And there were a few people. Yeah, that now said, the pirates are not a spy. Yeah. They're like, hey, you don't cast Skinny Pete to him to be have him be just a spy. Or what was it Colonel Parnell? Is that what the what's the the other guy who's from <laughs> who's from Maverick? <laughs> so like you know, you know, neither of those guys, I thought because they were both established actors, I was like, okay, they're this is like these are marks, like you know, that they could have had just any any old people as you know, people on a land ship sailing the seas of glass. I don't know. Second check mark for the people on Twitter to be mad about. Yeah. So they're not spies. I thought for sure when they when they said we'll bring you back to like our hangout, I thought that was gonna be, you know, that I thought that was gonna spell bad news. So yeah. not spies. Yeah. And then we also get the armor returning as another yeah. not spy. Exactly. We What's got going a, on a, here? Everyone's on the same side. We yeah. really so, actually united the Mandalorians. So we should point out that, um, you know, the this season's uh, this season's um, introduction, they do the the helmets and then they they sort of wash each each character helmet in either blue or red. And the armor is always in blue and the armor is still in blue on this one. So that at the beginning of the episode, when I saw that for this episode, it's like, OK, she's not the spy. This is a, you know, like that's a misdirect. Oh, and it turned out to change that stuff up. But yeah, no, I get it. But armor is not a spy. I lost money on that one, Andy. I, I had a lot of money that the armor was a spy. Did you really? No, I don't okay. even know who would accept the Star Wars bet. DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. Uh, that's our startup idea. Don't, t- you know, patent pending. <laughs> I would not. I would not put money behind that um and then we get moff gideon coming down to fight din for a bit he's got his guards coming back then starts to fight the guards but then the guards are like actually we want to separate ig12 and so they get grogu they kind of push him in a room and so now we got a good how boss battles go Yeah. yeah divide and conquer exactly divide and conquer so they've divided and turns out three guards can beat an ig unit Turns out that metal is softer than it looks, you know, like and they just start chopping it up. Not not Beskar and not, not Beskar alloy. So neither. In fact, it yeah. might be butter alloy. Um <laughs> metal, I believe. Yeah, would but be at me. least yeah, it's metal alloy. And uh just <laughs> Grogu's like, oh scaffolding, I'll go on the catwalk. Yeah. <laughs> Jumps on the scaffolding, which anyone who rigs know you do not just jump on the scaffolding. <laughs> <laughs> no but luckily i think he weighs under 15 pounds and so like it's kind of secure but he's also not tied in how do you but feel about him giggling while he's evading the these su- supposedly n- notoriously scary praetorian guards little psycho i thought it was hilarious <laughs> I so did it. he he's just giggling like a salacious crumb on the scaffolding <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, and uh, at this point now, we got Bo-Katan coming in. She starts to fight. Well, well there's, there's 
at least one point we should point or one piece we should point out in the din uh yes in the din moff gideon battle which is that as moff gideon is moving around we are hearing like droid noises um so he oh, did, I did not pick he, up on droid noises yeah so there are like these droid noises that you hear him moving around and um he did call out that this his suit uh that he is the improvement in his dark trooper suit so we've got like a hybrid there so it's kind of um so his suit is also kind of a mech um is a i think is important because of course like all final bosses there's multiple stages totally and if you don't know or if you don't pick up on the mech part then there are things that happen in the fights in this sequence that don't seem to to mm-hmm. sort of make total sense. Um, the other thing too is if you notice the vocal effect on uh, on Gideon while he has the helmet on is in almost exactly the same vocal effect that Adam Driver has for um, for Ren um, for uh, Kylo Ren, and so you know like that that um, that distortion quality. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I was like, okay, that plays uh, that plays like you know, villain Sith Lord kind of uh deal. So we, you know, we have that, but yeah, so that the, and he catches, you know, in a very comic book character deal, he catches Din's punch. Um, and then, so we get a little bit of that notion of like how he's stronger as a result of the suit he's wearing. Yeah. He's in his final form for us. Pokey masters at home. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then when Bo-Katan comes in out of the sky, yeah. Kicks him a little bit. Den's like, I gotta go save my my Grogu. He yeah. doesn't know that the IG unit's all chopped up yet. You know, like he goes in. Yeah. He's able to save the day from him after IG 12 has saved the day for him already. And during this part of the fight, uh Grogu uses the force. Yeah. And he uses the force in an incredibly hilarious, uh approachable way. Yeah, it is very um, I'm playing with these guards kind of way like oh you know what we're not done toying with you i'll just move that over there out of your reach i'll yeah, push you a little bit over here it's very much like how fred savage's brother in wonder years won't let him get in the car where you know like he's trying to get into the back seat and he pulls forward just a little bit and he pulls forward just a little bit like that it's that vibe that grogu's like just moving that electro staff out of the way just yeah just this little just piece enough out of the way. to really annoy you. It's very Home Alone meets Star Wars. Yeah, which is what the whole season's been like, really, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if we go back to the Bo-Katan Moff Gideon yeah. fight, and we have the big death of the, the episode. Bum, bum, bum. I watched this multiple times because I was like, no, wait, really? Did they really? That must yeah. be something else. Oh, no, wait, really? Um, and they broke the Darksaber. Yeah. They broke the dart saber now, and and this is why I wanted to call and anybody out the next... who's given a kid a, a lightsaber. You know that this is inevitable. Yep, it's going to happen, right? This is yeah. why. This is why you you you, you just wait for this because this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But this, if you don't, if you don't hear the mech suit piece, then you're like, how did how did Moff Gideon just crush it with his hand? And it's the mm. I think it's the mech suit. the the question <laughs> The question that I did see pop up in a number of places was. I thought the dark saber was made of Beskar. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess maybe the explanation now is it's not made of Beskar. It's made of Beskar alloy. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I was not expecting this. Um, I'm, 
I'm sort of of the like, I hope that it's really going to stay broken, I guess. Maybe it would be the, you know, not to get too far into well, predictions. I'm not going to yeah. have to say the replicas should only be made by Kenner instead of Sideshow <laughs> or one of the other higher end <laughs> toy companies. <laughs> so we can all break it at home when we play with our Darksabers. But also now every broken Darksaber toy is Canon. And yeah. that's, I appreciate that. <laughs> that is great, right? <laughs> yeah. But also there is like the whole thing of like, well, oh, okay. I guess this is the way we can unite the Mandalorians if we get them to stop fighting over this thing. Yeah. Which anybody who has siblings knows sometimes your mom's got to take away the toy so the siblings stop fighting over the toy. Totally. And they're like, you know what? Neither of you can have it. So, yeah. boom. There you go. Yeah, and that's uh, that's exactly what Moff Gideon did on accident. Yes. But now at this point, we have all of our heroes together. We have uh, we have some stuff in the sky going on still. Yeah, so we do. Ships in the sky. That's right. Yeah. It becomes important. And Moff Gideon's old ship starts yes. to become a wreckage. Yes. It's taking a lot of cruiser. damage. His light cruiser. Now- yeah, is now basically headed. A giant fireball. Yep, it's headed down, uh, much like the uh, Super Star Destroyer uh, meets its its uh, end in Return of the Jedi in the battle on the uh, on the Death the second un, the uncompleted Death Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it is um, it is a little bit interesting. Uh, so you mentioned the quote about. Uh, that you heard, you know, you heard that and you didn't realize and no one else is calling it out. Um, I haven't, I haven't managed to hit all of the, the breakdowns and Easter egg shows yet, but uh, Axe Wolves says something that I think is a direct quote of Anakin from the beginning, from the beginning of attack of the clones where I'm he coming says, in. I hot. can't do it. Captain I'm giving <laughs> her all I got. <laughs> no, he does not say that. He does not bust out a Scotty, although that would be incredibly hilarious, but he's, he said, I thought that Anakin said, we're coming in hot at the being. Remember when they crash land the capital ship? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I thought that was an Anakin quote. Yeah. So so anyway, Ooh. I thought I thought Axe Wolves had a little Anakin quote. And then I was like, oh, hey, cool. But uh, nice. Spoilsburg did not call that out. Maybe there are others. Like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Right. Like, I mean, we're also. I haven't seen most of them either. They'll be out. Yeah. But the time I release this. Yeah. All the other ones will have shown up around the same hour. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll all check each other's notes <laughs> and then we'll check score. Yeah, absolutely. But that fireball comes crashing in to where the fight's happening. Yeah. And we see everyone's engulfed in flames. Yes. Which is a reference to Dallas Howard's dad's movie Backdraft. I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> There's been oh. season three has had a lot of reaches when you look at the references, like, you know, this is a reference to this and this is a reference to that. So I super appreciate a good backdraft. Back, back, I love a good backdraft reference directed by Ron Howard, who directed Howard. half of episode eight. <laughs> um, and so we're like, oh, everyone's dead. You know, nope. we're like, who's alive? Who's dead? Exactly. You're like, oh, wait. Grogu's got a good old force bubble over everybody. Yeah. Saving everyone's life. Yeah. Look what he learned. Totally. I thought mm-hmm. it was great. I loved it. Yeah, and it's he great. didn't 
And he didn't like take a nap afterwards. I mean, it definitely was. I kept waiting for the nap. The nap never happened. Nap didn't happen. So we get a little bit of of character growth. Uh, And, you know, like we get this, you know, the that the fire bubble kind of a deal. Um, Folks that watched Star Wars Rebels will will see this as a a reference to Star Wars Rebels. Um, But it it did. uh, It did. Because uh, well, uh, Kane and Jarrus sort of say at there's a there's a period of time where he sort of creates this force bubble around, holds a holds it in, and then knocks out uh, members of the ghost crew so that they aren't engulfed in flames. But uh, I did see a few people uh, posting the picture, the the cool picture of of Din uh, Din Bo and and Grogu in the middle as kind of like this like uh-huh. uh, cute little family shot, right? Yeah, you know? like family ties. It's like very shonen and all. Yeah. Uh, they're surrounded by yeah. fire <laughs> like all families like all cute families yeah <laughs> this is the one that you're gonna put up on the wall uh in mm-hmm. your in your cabin outside of the lava fields that's right and everyone's got one in their house of different sizes totally depending on budget you know like of course <laughs> i do i do hope that that is uh i do hope that that's a picture that you can pose in uh in in um comic book uh, cons where you have like the, you know, like you can pose and be, you can that'd have your cute. own, your yeah. own sideshow family picture. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'll take that. Yeah. Where the baby gets baby. to be green in the face. <laughs> sure. And so like Moff Gideon's engulfed in flames. Yep. Uh, Storyline wise, we think he's dead. We think he's dead. Yeah. We don't see a body. Wars wise, we don't know. Yeah. You know, we, uh, Anakin burnt up and he became Darth yep. Vader. So yep. who knows? And this could be like the dropping, uh, uh, dropping Jack Napier into the vat of chemicals quality for Moff Gideon, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can come back as any one of the Batman villains now. Totally, hundred percent. He might have another quarter in him. We don't know. We don't yeah. know. No idea. <laughs> but story wise, for the end of a season, villain has cried into the the ether, engulfed in flames. The person now that has been pu- putting Grogu and Din in danger this whole time is now mm-hmm. gone for seasons for yes. three seasons. Yes. And so now we've actually we're reaching an epilogue. Which does happen at the end of like Return of the Jedi or episode yep. three or episode nine. So you're like at first I was mad about this being an epilogue at this point, but then you go, ah, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. And, and there it, is you know, there like, is a serial like the the sci-fi serials kind of quality to this episode, right? Where you know, like some of what was built, some of what was built up was resolved really early on. So it has that you know, it has that comic book or the you know, like the one thing you'll see everyone compare to is uh, Flash Gordon serials. That was something mm-hmm. that George Lucas had always said was a like an inspiration for um for star wars as a whole and so i think that some of the pacing that we get in this episode is gonna like annoy the modern viewer but it is sort of a campy callback uh to yeah i'm fine with it i wish we actually had the end of the phantom menaces theme song when everything was happy yeah maybe just some yub nub something give me something yeah yeah i would have liked yub nub then we got paz vizsla's son being baptized in living waters uh, and the, he's had to wait. He, he close he's had to wait eight episodes. Name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a rag, uh, Ragnar, right? Ragnar, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Ragnar Visla. Itchy um, as he goes by and his yeah. crew. 
<laughs> Which, by the way, if you're listening, Itchy's the name of Chewbacca's son, so that is yeah. just a joke. That is not, <laughs> not, not scorecard. Do not write this Itchy Bisla. Clearly a joke. It's Ragnar. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For those that are too far in, they know that that's a joke. For those that are only one step in, they don't know. But if you want to correct us, you can always correct us through uh, the, the Venmo at Aaron at Marsh. That's right. <laughs> And we will do Great. that for episode one of Ashoka. We'll give all your, your shout outs <laughs> that you want for then. Uh, and then, of course, Dan interrupts, uh, as one does after the wedding, to be like, I want to make my life changing announcement now in front of all my friends. And he goes, yeah. I would like to add Grogu to the song. Yeah. You know, like he's, I think he's an apprentice now. And she's yeah. like, he can't say his first word. And he looks at her, and I really thought. He was going to be like, what you talking about, Willis? But whatever Star Wars equivalent. <laughs> I, did, I did, too. And I was so worried that we were going to get, like, the Yoda speak uh, version. And I was like, oh, we've been waiting. This is the Maggie Simpson moment. What's the first words going to be? Yeah, exactly. Like, they really made everyone think that. Because I stuck on him while he's just staring for a bit. Oh, <laughs> we did not get that moment. And we I'm so not. glad because it would have been a catchphrase, right? It would have been very Urkel. Yeah, but also the show is already so merchandised. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then Grogu looks right at him and goes, is it made of cheese? You know, like, and you're like, oh, there we go. Grogu's selling cheese now. He's on PayPal red waxes all over the country. And so, uh, so like, they're like, no, we don't. But he's like, what? We will allow you to, like, adopt him. He's like, well, I'm going to adopt him as my own son. And then she gives him the name Din Grogu. Yep. Which is so like confused the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Everyone's like, wait, his last name is Jareth. Yeah. That's like, so, it's like when we find out that Mario is named Mario Mario. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, that Mario. Yeah. Mario Mario. No, uh, this is interesting, right? Because, you know, like some uh, some cultures will do the family name first and then they do the given the given name second. And and we have like legitimately we have no other example of this within the Mandalorian world. Like, we, you know, one of our early episodes, we did the whole thing where I think I went off on like the crazy like clans are like this and the houses yeah. are these. So the house the house name is usually what everyone takes as their as their surname or their their sort of family name. And so, you know, Bo-Katan is Bo-Katan Kreese. Uh, we had Paz, you know, rest his soul, Paz Vizsla, uh, House Vizsla, you know, Gar- the Gar Saxon is uh, from House Saxon. Paz Vizsla, uh, better Sabine- 8888. Yes. Uh, if we could. <laughs> yes. Paz Vizsla, 8888. Uh, and then, you know, we have Sabine Wren, who now folks will, will uh, Sabine Wren will be real to people now because Sabine Wren will be in live action. Um, and uh, she's from House Ren. So, yeah, we, I guess it's maybe a, uh, a foundling. Like all we have to go through is it might be how they name foundlings. Um, I don't so know. Dan I mean, is, also well, that species talks backwards. Yeah. Well, m- maybe it's a maybe it's a Yoda nod, I guess. But um, but so Din, so Jarin would have been Din's name then. So I, I, I mean, we've all called him Din for all this time. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, we don't know, I guess, and we don't have to. Yeah, but Din Grogu, we can rename the boxes of the toys. Let's do it totally. And that's a new, it's a whole new version. And I like yeah. that you pointed out that that 
<laughs> the Wikipedia entry for Grogu had already been updated. It's already updated to Din Grogu. Yeah. Within the first 20 minutes of that. Th- that was great. <laughs> I love they were that. on it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, shout out to, to whoever the editor was. Uh, if you're not following uh, at Wook official, then you're missing out. Oh, that's also true. Uh, and it was so confusing that they called it Dan Grogu that even the mythosaur opened his eye. I was like, totally. What? He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got to the mythosaur being like, that doesn't seem right. Um, <laughs> but he's down there. I thought he was going to come up and like say something like, wait, what? But totally. no, he's still down there. Totally. It's still he's- only a thing that one person's seen now. Do you, we know do you think if he came up, would he be voiced by Sean Connery? Like that dragon movie that Sean yeah, Connery exactly. was the voice? Yeah, exactly. I am the last one. <laughs> yeah. It's a dragon heart um, for sure. Exactly. I, uh, I would hope so. so. Talk about star cameos. <laughs> yeah. I like that Andy did not know I was going to jump in on the reference. <laughs> I I was hoping. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, hey, I don't I don't do a very good job of teeing you up all the time, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. A little batting practice. <laughs> and so, you know, we got a shot of the mythosaur, which I do want to bring up later. That's yeah. my one regret for the episode. I don't like to change things, but I would like to change one thing. Yeah. Um. And then we get Bo-Katan in front of all the Mandalorians lighting up the Great Forge, which yeah. we don't see her with the Darksaber, but you're also like, this is, yeah, this has got to yeah. be some sort of leadership that yeah. she has now taken in, and that is super cool for Bo-Katan. It, and, like, I, I thought it was cool that the that the Great Forge had become the thing that united uh, the group, right? Which makes um, sense. Yeah. And so like, you know, that that makes more sense than them fighting over, uh, you know, some sort of like Camelot sword and who can pull it out of a stone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now they're back on their home planet. Yeah. Everything's feeling complete. So much so that Mando's got to go to the bar where he's saying, <laughs> well, well, we get we get like uh, so. So we, we've joked around about uh, about how this feels like video games and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know that the armor is like an NPC because the armor just keeps giving Din quests. Yeah. And so, you know, after uh, after she accepts uh, the 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 formal adoption, which surprised us all because it was like, well, wasn't he already like. You know, yeah. I guess it wasn't legal, but whatever. It's uh, like Webster when you're like, no, we already yeah. considered George the dad. We know he's yeah. not literally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but then then the armorer gives uh, a quest of oh, and now you must take him on adventures. Uh, yeah. like like your teacher did. So um, and we have a little, you know, bit of unresolved okay, who was Din's teacher, and uh, and then lo and behold, we have enough time left in our episode for some adventures. Yeah, so we go to the Rebel Bar to sing yeah. Goodness Gracious, Great Balls of Fire <laughs> in front of Dave Filoni and uh, Peter Ramsey, too. Peter Ramsey, yeah. Yeah, that was a Spoilsburg uh, catch that, that Peter Ramsey's in a flight suit off to the side with yeah. uh, Trapper so Wolf. Peter Ramsey and Dave Filoni and Carson Teva all at the bar, at the Rebel Bar. And like, and yep. we have, I think, the cheapest worst shot of Grogu, but also very adorable. Yeah, where his legs aren't touching, but they are definitely being puppeteered yeah. as he's walking through the bar. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was laughing too much to find fault with it. It was just so comical. Oh, it was! I loved it. I yeah. love puppets. 
good yeah. good on puppets i'm happy yeah. the puppets made it a, a shot he walks <laughs> right towards the right towards the snacks and then did you then notice like, uh misty misty rojas uh or rose uh rojas rosas um was the bartender we had talked about this in in the previous episode i'd called out it's the, oh, the the gal that had uh, played the frog yes. lady and I know exactly she's uh, and Quill. Quill. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, she's the bartender. Um, I have her autograph within arm's reach of me. <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we're dealing with here, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're at the bar and like he's like, Grogu's like, hey, look, I have an IG-11 head. Yeah. Or, uh, or just an IG unit head. We don't know what. Yeah, we don't know. Head. Yeah. We don't know the number. Oh, wow. Nice. Look at that. So yeah, Aaron showed me uh, Misty Rosas. Uh, nice. Signed card. Uh, it's a Signed picture card. of Quill, though. You you have spoken, though. I, I have spoken. That's yeah, what that's... I've gotten out of that. <laughs> yeah, when you buy it, you're like, I will spend $7 on this. And they're like, it's Mark 15. And you're like, I have spoken. And I'm like, all right, never mind. Just get out of my shop. Yeah, and so he talks to Carson Tiva, strikes up a deal where he's like, hey, listen, here's my deal. I got to be in a more stable life. Yeah. You know, like he's so like, I can throw you some jobs and stuff. Let's, what do you say? He's also, like, I'm not going to do a 1099. I got to like, everything's under the table. Absolutely. Everything's under the table. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, but I do want that head right there. Cause I have a, I have a thing for it. And they're just like, yeah. wait, what? And he's like, well, no, I got to, I need the part. Yeah. And so the next shot is IG 11 is officially back. Yeah, he's got a head that's not murderous and he's now watching over <laughs> Navarro and he's got red stripes on for some reason. I don't know why. So I think the red stripes are I think that's a like uh, Is it the sheriff's or, or high. I think well, I think it may be high magistrate. Um, so high magistrate grief Karga has the red robes and he seems to have like a white stripe red stripe motif in that. So I'm guessing that that might be the crest of Navarro or maybe like uh, cities who have awesome flags like Chicago or yeah. uh, DC. And maybe that's like kind of the but flag way, for Navarro. IG 11 is just speaking the word. Like I'm looking over you now. Yeah. What you got on this, I think is his quote. Yes. <laughs> now canon. <laughs> now canon. And then we get a shot of, uh, oh, because then he's talking to uh, Grief Garga. Yeah. Then Jar and he goes, Hey, I'm gonna live with the baby over here. You know, like yeah. Mandalore, yeah, you, made back, that you guys got a thing. Yeah, I want to go live off the land. And so they show that he got a little house. It looks like a little Star Wars Airbnb. Totally. And in front, Grogu is forced choking a frog. <laughs> yes. Holding holding it up in the air and force choking it. Yeah, which is <laughs> delightful. You're like. I was watching the way the frog was up in the air and you're like, that's really close to torturing that animal. Yeah, that's yeah. something I should be a little worried about between the laughing earlier and the but now notice, playing with the frogs. Notice he's only got, I think he only has one frog, right? And so yeah. I had that moment of whether when they were when they were going to the the Looney Tunes um like pinhole um reduction. I was curious if like when Luke, when Grogu's screwing around. And then Luke pulls all the frogs out of the water. Uh, mm-hmm. I was curious if we were going to get like Grogu pulling all the frogs up, but uh, but yeah, I'll take a frog. And apparently, a ro- I mean that frog is probably a robust frog, given that they're probably not that far from the lava flats. I mean, it's I be hot water. So. Yeah. So. And then we have uh, the N one parked out to the side. Yeah. 
That's how you know Din's home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's just at home, feet up on the couch, you know, like it's perfect. And then yeah. there's the end credit scene, Andy. And then there's the end credit scene. Well, I'd like to point out that that a very satisfied ending. Apparently, uh, John Favreau said that we would find the ending satisfying. Mm-hmm. And I was satisfied. And then, yeah, the Which end the credits. fan base, by the way, is uh, never satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, but there is but, an yeah. credit scene. I, I was exactly a joke. <laughs> okay. All right. I was like, wait, what? No, I went back. I was so confused that there wasn't an end credit scene that I went back and watched it again at lunch because I was like, maybe you know, hey, maybe they maybe they were just joking and they re-released it twelve hours after they released it. Sure. And still no end credit scene. So, so I do want to say, I don't like fantasy booking. Yeah. You know, I don't like changing things. Yeah. I do wish there was one major change. And that is that episode that ended with the uh, mythosaur's eye opening and stuff. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have seen that. If that was going to be the big end of Mandalore until now. Yeah. It would have felt much more satisfying if we were, if we, if Bo-Katan came up and was like, I think I saw a mythosaur down there. And then the whole time we're like, okay, Bo. Yeah. You know, like, and then at the end, we're like, oh no, there's the mythosaur, and we got like a yep. good shot of it. It would have felt like much bigger, and I don't think it would have changed any of the story in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So I, I actually I, would take, I would pluck I the 10 seconds out. Um, that's the only and thing. Not like, even 10 seconds, man. Like, it really no, exactly. is like, yeah. And it's not changing the storyline. I would just say that that just reveals things better. Um, yeah. So, what well, do you it, give it, this episode, Andy? I was thinking about this. So, I give it an eight out of 10. Uh, I was satisfied, um, but I enjoyed other episodes much better. Um, and as a whole, you know, like uh, I it was very enjoyable from a OK, I'll I'll take it for face value. Like as far as mm-hmm. where they like it's um, it's been a discombobulated season, I guess, to be like and but I enjoyed it. Like I was like, OK, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I I'm like you said, I'm looking at how do I not try to be like, well, I would have done it this way or I would have done it that way. Cause clearly I'm not, there's, there's no Hollywood, you know, like nobody's, nobody's uh, banging down my door to be like, Hey, we need right. you to direct the, the, the next Disney plus. Except series. for the one thing I said outside of that, you know? Yeah. Cause what I said is perfection. Yeah. Yeah. But outside, oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Totally. Um, Yeah. I think I'd give it a nine out of 10 because I'm like, what more do I want out of that 38 minutes? Yeah. You know, like I would give the season, seven out of ten i think okay so it's by far the worst mandalorian season so far yeah and it does feel weird that they're like tying it up as if there's not actually going to be a fourth season yeah i thought that was really interesting that you know like um so if you played you you know eons ago red dead redemption like you when you end the game you're just like hanging out at your like homestead <laughs> yeah and and this kind of felt an awful lot like okay well like now we're now now we're we've beaten the game you've gotten to 100 percent, and now you get to like just hang out on navarro right like yeah uh, which um, by the way is also the problem with lego star wars is you can't go back and replay a lot of those like missions mm-hmm. so when you get to 100 percent, you just have all that area to free room yeah and so, so you're like all right great well that's yeah. what i have i guess um, like that's the, the, I don't okay so I don't know if the so why I gave it an eight out of ten I think is some was something to the effect of maybe it was actions action for action's sake like I was entertained but um 
but it, it didn't hit the same way that a lot of the other pieces for finales hit. Like if we're looking at season one's finale and we're looking at season two's finale, it's also really not fair to be honest, to compare it to those other ones, because, you know, like the, the, the where they were at from a, a story beats perspective, um, they were, they'd set themselves up I much don't better. Think that is unfair. Okay. I think this is now too many shows that are all tying in with each other. Okay. And so they're all, everything has made us excited for the next thing. And this did not, which yeah. leaves us at a point now where we are like, Oh, are we about to jump the shark? Much like Endgame, where you're like, oh, now that we've killed Thanos, we have to start all these stories up at a new point and we're not carrying into a story. Makes yeah. it really hard to start up again. Yeah, and I guess the, the, the situation from, for where they left off makes me feel like they can be more uh, X-Files monster of the week um, in season four, right? And so, you know, to a certain extent, uh, for lack of a better comparison point, X-Files got to be laborious for fans when they had the conspiracy theory thread and that as an arc as a whole. Right. And so to some degree, like this episode or this season is, has resolved the, that sort of conspiracy of like what. That's kind of the problem is that like, it's, it's kind of even less than that. It's like, it's if they found the truth and like, Oh, it is out there. And now everyone knows it. And you're like, yeah, but you're also renewed for next season, dude. (laughs) <laughs> the aliens are in the living waters just so you know uh, yeah exactly <laughs> peace out <laughs> what's up yeah like, it's okay tough. well like, is the next season gonna be like alienation where we're learning how to live with them or what's the deal like, we don't know <laughs> okay we'll figure it out yeah it i mean i don't know like the so I did have one. Uh, I did have one listener who said that they appreciate that we're like coming at it from. Here's what I enjoyed, and, and then we're not, you know, like we're not as beside ourselves angry about it. Um, but I do think. I mean, at uh, the end of the day, it is a TV show. I do watch pro wrestling, and so there's a yeah. lot of things you can point at in pro wrestling where you're like, "Well, that's not good," you know. But you're yeah. also like, "No, no, no! I'm watching a TV show for enjoyment." Yeah. And which, by the way, if you guys are really mad at Mandalorian, just stop. Stop. We're at a good point for you to stop. You don't have to be mad at Mandalorian anymore. You can go home. Yeah. Galaxy's Edge isn't referencing any of this. You're fine. Yeah. You can go sit uh, on your porch by your cabin uh, out by the lava flats. Just maybe it's time for you to find your living waters. You know, you ever thought about that? (laughs) You ever thought about your living waters? (laughs) I I hope that is, I hope that's the promo clip for this this episode. Maybe it's time you find your living waters. So mm-hmm. thanks, Bash, and uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Andy, is this the way? Of course.